Chris Keys for Premier Guitar. I'm hanging out today with the Descendants, Punk Rock Royalty. Come on now, Stefan Edgerton. Thank you, sir, for Absolutely. hanging out with us. Pop glad, the punk. Yep. <laughs> glad to <laughs> glad to be here. Glad to you know glad to nerd out on guitar stuff. Well, you have a very simple setup, as we find out. You don't even have knobs or switches in your guitar, so let's go right there. The yeah. simplest guitar you could possibly have. Yes. Yeah, so, um, so this this is uh, this is the Music Man. Stefan Edgerton, Artist Series uh, guitar. I'll tell you about how this came about, really, though. When I was a kid, I had a, um, I had a Fender Jaguar uh, stolen from me when I was 16. I always really loved the shape of it, and I've always missed this guitar. So, so anyway, I've been playing Music Man guitars since uh, 1997. Yeah. Um, I, they make fantastic instruments. Every, you know, I, I pull them out of the case. They send me one, I pull it out of the case, it's in tune. They're just like, they're just always right. They always feel great. Uh, and I love the people who work there, I love the company. So, so anyway, um, I, I was kind of perusing their, their uh, website and I saw this picture of this guitar, the, the Stingray. And I was like, look, it's got the little kind of a funny bulbous end, like, uh, like, um, like my Jaguar Like did. another Fender or another California company. Yes, like that other California <laughs> company. And it turns out that a, a uh, the head of that, that started company had started this company. And this was the first guitar he had designed when he, for, for Music Man when Leo started the company, and which he very quickly sold it to, uh, to Ernie Ball slash Music Man. And so they decided to sort of revisit this shape. And uh, it's a little bit longer headstock, which I thought looked good. Um, so... I saw these pictures of it. It has a whammy bar on it, and I don't use those. Um, uh, I just not really kind of my style. Um, and so I, I asked, I asked them. I said, "Hey, do you guys think you would ever make that guitar with a just a plain kind of a Stratish bridge, or just an ordinary bridge?" Mm -hmm. And uh, they happened to have a prototype hanging on the wall that had that bridge on it, this color. And uh, so they sent me this guitar. They, they modified it for me because normally this guitar has two pickups and it has a pickup switch and a volume and tone knob. I don't use any of that stuff because I'm not a graceful player. Uh, that's not a requirement of, of the music I love and play. So I tend to, you know, you go a lot it. of arm flailing around, right? And so the knobs, since I don't change my sound, I don't turn up or down or anything, uh, and I don't switch my pickups, I don't have any need for that stuff, so I said, hey, could you just take that stuff out? So they put plugs in here, plugs into where the switch had been, and sent it to me. And I pulled it out of the case, it was in tune, because Ernie Ball guitar, the music band guitars are always in tune when you pull them out of the case, and, and I put a strap on, and I put it on, and I strummed a chord, and I remember feeling vibrations all through my belly from it, and I was like, whoa, crazy. And I plugged it in and f noticed that that interesting resonant quality, uh, all the guitars I've had have always been heavy, uh, that resonant quality translated to something I really loved. Now, I mean, come to find out, of course, lots of guitar players like resonant guitars. I'm just a bonehead and I, got, I grew up when 
oh, get a 13 pound Les Paul and that's the only way to go or whatever. I've seen you on some Shredder guitars too. Yeah, yeah. Reference in the filmage, your documentary that came out yep. a few years ago. You, yeah, there was. The shredders. When I, when I joined the band, the first guitar I got was a Kramer Beretta. I went in and played a bunch of guitars in Guitar Center. I hadn't had an electric guitar for a couple of years at that point. I, was, I had been involved in classical guitar at that time. So I went and played a bunch of guitars, and I was like, wow, this one's really easy to play it. So I got it, you know? And, <laughs> and so that's the only guitar I had that had a, you know, like a Floyd Rose or yep. anything like that. And you can hear a couple of spots where I kind of wear on it a little bit on, on the Descendants All record. Uh, that guitar, uh, I got rid of that one fairly soon. It wasn't that it was a bad guitar, just kind of the, I think one thing that I never got comfortable with about the sound of the, the, whammy bar for what I liked is that it I could kind of hear it vibrating yeah sort of and that didn't it just kind of sounded weird I could hear it like ringing and once you hear it you can't get that out that's exactly how it was and I couldn't hang so I bailed on that um and started playing you know just kind of whatever but then I landed on a Dan Armstrong that's what I played for I don't know 10 years I played Talk those about guitars heavy. and that was a heavy guitar yes <laughs> uh, heavily modified Dan Armstrong and uh, and then when I when we were on the Warp Tour in '97, the Music Man guys had a, a little uh, kind of a motorhome, and, uh, and some of, uh, I think Scott Ball and maybe a cousin, or, you know, a couple of them were were sort of on the tour, and they would you know kids could just come up and play the Music Man guitars, and I'm you know go over there and sit and go, God, these things play so good, they're such nice guitars, and so uh, that's sort of how I got to know the company was just you know on that night you know how to, to to know the guys that actually ran the company. And that's how we became friends, and so it's been ever since I've just played their guitars. And that's how kind of probably old Gray came into the picture? The, pro, the gray, yeah. the gray stuff, the gray was actually, the gray thing kind of predates my, my time in the band even, because Bill had a, you know, Bill had, Bill. I'm sorry, I meant like old Gray, the guitar that, oh. you, that you kind of been known yes. for, and you said this is new Gray. This is new Gray. Yeah, so, so old Gray, old Gray is a, is a Music Man Axis sport, and I played it for, I don't know, 20 years. You know, I toured with, that was my main guitar. I have another one just like it. Again, no knobs, just a wired straight. Uh, I played those guitars for, you know, 20 years. The green one was my spare. The gray one was just kind of my, my main one. And so that was old gray after a while because I used it on, you know, hundreds and hundreds of shows. And now, you know, then I got that prototype I was talking about. Yep. That's that, uh, you know, same color as this. The only difference really is that it has like the little plugs in it. It has a black pickguard, but it's the same guitar otherwise. And so they said, hey, we want to, you know, offer that to people that might be interested in, in your configuration. Okay, great. But, but put, a, put, a, put a tortoise shell, because I'm an old guy. I like tortoise shell, you know. Yeah. So they, they put that on there for me. But another feature of this guitar that's really cool, we do a fair bit of palm muting in our band. And, and uh, this little cover. Oh God, it just makes it so great, comfortable. Huh? It's just wonderful. Yeah, it's just great. And so anyway, so that's that's a little bit about the the, the Stingray guitar and, and my version of it in particular. And I imagine you're an Ernie Ball string guy? Ernie Ball string guy. I've been using the purple pack 11 through 48 for 25 years, <laughs> probably. <laughs> I, I just found the strings I like. I use, uh, I use, um, I have these Jim Dunlop picks with, uh, you know, my, my son drew this picture of me when he was a kid, so that's what, Very that's what this is, right? It looks just like me, right? You can tell by the forehead wrinkles. That's what those, that's what those are, right? Yes. So, so he's on this pick, you know, this Jim Dunlop made me these. And then on the, uh, you know, he's back here too, you know, on, my, on the guitar, it's kind of cool, you know, but so anyway. And yeah. then to wrap up a bow on the guitars, we're 
trying to get off the stage as quickly as possible oh, yes. for the other band is that's a PFA style pickup? Yeah, it's PAF style pickup, just kind of a like a an Ernie Ball. An Ernie Ball, yeah, very I, I think its output is similar to a to just an older PAF. It's not a super high output pickup, which that actually works for me because we have a lot of let's say there's we you know, our band has some high gain and some jangle. We have a little of both, you know what I mean? There's it's kind of a weird little mix of those two yeah. things. And so this pickup works great for that. So and the last two uh, pieces of the pie are, this, are these, these amps and Black then the Star one amps. single pedal, but you have the Blackstar HT100s. <laughs> the Black How'd you Star, get on those? Yes, this, so I got the HT100s. Um, a buddy of mine just told me about them and I tried, you know, I, uh, I made contact with the company and they, uh, they sent me a couple to try out. And this wasn't their fanciest model. They have one called a Series 1 that's more of their like higher gain. Maybe it's a little more towards a, a metal kind of an amp. Uh, this amp, it just, I didn't have to go quite as funny with the EQ as I have with other amps that I've used in the past. I like the gain structure of it. Um, it's a simple, basic amp, and the way I run the setup is very simple. I have, I have a tuner, because, uh, you know, you want that. Um, and then I, I have an Echoplex uh, EP1 pedal cranked all the way up, and I use that to sort of kick it a little harder, the front end of the amp solos. for solos because I like to set the gain on these amps. I use the overdrive one channel, and I, I don't crank, uh, I don't like to use too much gain. Like, because since we play pretty fast, I want you to hear all the pick you articulation. Notes, yeah. you know, I want to hear all the strums. So, so I don't want it to be so mushy that I just go away. You know, so it's, it's, I want to hear the percussive thing. So I keep it a little bit cleaner, and that, but it's not, it doesn't have enough sustain for solos. So I use that to, to jump it up. This stuff up here is simple. We uh, we record the the rec you know the shows just in case. This is just a plain ordinary DI that goes into a, our Pro Tools setup, our mobile Pro Tools setup. This uh, Lile, I believe, is how they pronounce this. This is just a, a simple isolated splitter box. It goes you know and, and and it splits off to the two to the two amplifiers. The two amplifiers are set up exactly the same. There's a microphone on it, but this is largely a spare. This is a, uh, we don't really, we don't, that's not what's in the, the front of house or the monitor system. Okay. We actually use a radial JDX, which is a, uh, a direct box that takes a feed off of the, the head before it gets to the cabinet. That's what we hear in the in-ear monitors at front of house. This is a spare in case there's a problem. And when, were one of my amps to go down, all I have to do is just move that stuff over to this amp and I'll just be up and running and everything's the same because they're set at the same volume. So it's kind of like, really, I'm just playing through a half stack, but I just have two of them. Oh, it looks cooler. Yeah, and well, in that way, if, if my in-ears go bad or monitoring's funny and I want to move a little bit, it isn't just like, oh, I hear a guitar. Oh, now I hear nothing. Like, yeah. it's not like that. I've got a little bit of room to move. That's, that's why I set them side by side like this. And uh, that's it. That's the whole setup. Well, Mr. Edgerton, thank you so much Absolutely. for hanging out, talking yeah. here. I appreciate you. Yep. We got to get the hell out of here. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Premier Guitar, we run down. Yep.